We commence today's show talking politics with veteran newsman and seasoned talker, Geraldo Rivera. Gee, how are you today, sir? All right, Tavis, how are you doing this morning? Man, if I complained, I'd be an ingrate. I am doing well and delighted to, to be in dialogue with you once again. Let me jump right in and make the most of the time we have. There is so much breaking news. Let me start with this. We'll get to Israel and Hamas. We'll get to your, your former friend, Donald Trump. We'll talk about why you decided to leave Fox News. A lot to get to in this time. But let me start with the news of the day, of course, uh, that there will be a no government shutdown uh, later this week. Uh, Speaker Mike Johnson, I was just saying to a colleague of mine, G, that if you if you're Kevin McCarthy, you got to be scratching your head because this guy did the same thing you did and you got yanked out of office for it. And at the moment, at least he's getting a pass. How do you read the fact that he uh, again at the moment uh, is um, is not being uh, yanked out of office uh, yet? He worked with Democrats to get this thing done. Well, starting with McCarthy, I was very pleased that he elbowed that uh, that guy, one of the eight who voted to throw him out of uh, the speakership. I'm glad that he finally showed some, uh, some guts and some real rage, outrage, uh, because you're right. Uh, what Mike Johnson did is exactly what Kevin McCarthy did. Save the country from a government shutdown that wastes money and accomplishes nothing other than uh, maybe feeding some ego, uh, egos of some narcissistic, malignant, uh, toxic figures like Matt Gates and some of the other gang of eight, Tavis. Yeah. Um, I, I, my, my read is that while he's getting a pass at the moment, speaking of Matt Gates, Gates said that everybody gets a mulligan. That's his quote today. That everybody gets a mulligan. But that ain't the attitude he had again with Kevin McCarthy. And clearly there was something personal going on there. My, my question is whether or not this is a, 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 a temporary uh, love fest or a temporary uh, getting along or whether or not it's just a matter of time before he gets yanked out. Because, again, he did the same thing McCarthy did. So you have to wonder how long um, that conservative wing, that rabid conservative ring, wing of, what, eight or nine people, how long are they going to tolerate this? I, I can't answer that. I don't know them. They are the antithesis of everything that I represent. I loathe them. Uh, Mike Johnson, on the other hand, I, uh, he's just like a, 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 like a fox guy, a, mm-hmm. you know, religious, uh, pro-life. Uh, he seems pretty decent. Uh, I don't know anything other you know, he, he was kind of uh, forced it on us uh, suddenly. Uh, he was almost anonymous uh, previously. Uh, I'm delighted uh, that he has a black adopted son. Uh, you know, maybe there's more to his character than the stereotype. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm willing to give him a chance. Uh, I like that he averted a government shutdown. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's billions of dollars. It's just the. Uh, you know, just pissed away down the toilet. It's uh, uh, it didn't make any sense. Uh, the I'm glad that he uh, made uh, common cause with Democrats like Hakeem Jeffries and others. Uh, I think the Democrats in the House have their act much more together than the Republicans. But I'd be delighted if the moderates on both sides got together to screw the extremists on both ends. <laughs> Yeah, that that uh, don't hold your breath on that. But that that that's a fascinating thought. Um, Geraldo just said that Mike Johnson, the new speaker, is like a Fox guy. Speaking of Fox, when we come forward, um, many are curious as to why. After all these years, uh, Geraldo Rivera decided to leave Fox News. He's had a few things to say about that in a few spaces, but I'm going to probe it a little bit more in this conversation. And for that matter, some are asking why he ever went to Fox News in the first place, <laughs> given given their politics and given what his politics many believe used to be. We'll let him speak for himself. Uh, our guest is Geraldo Rivera. You're listening. To Tavis Smiley. What's your quarrel with the world? You're listening to Tavis Smiley. I say it every time uh, 
Geraldo and I are in a national conversation uh, because I want to acknowledge that he is the person who uh, put me on national television before anybody else. So I say to people all the time, if you love me, thank Geraldo Rivera. If you loathe me, uh, blame Geraldo <laughs> Rivera. He's the guy that put me out there. And the rest, as they say, is history. But the country would never have heard of one Tavis Smiley had it not been Geraldo Rivera putting me on national TV first. And so I'm forever indebted for that uh, and grateful for that. And so I'm delighted to be in dialogue with uh, my friend Geraldo once again. So, gee, there, there are those who are asking, you know, why you left Fox News. And I wanted to uh, give you a chance to, 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 to share that. But as I said moments ago, it also, I think it's worth asking why you went to Fox News in the first place. You knew what they were doing at Fox, man. That was a better question. Uh, why did I go in the first place? Yeah. Remember, I had this show, Rivera Live, on CNBC. Oh, that yeah. was the show where we debuted Tavis Smiley uh, to the national audience and, uh, and brought you back and back and back because you were such a big hit uh, with, that, uh, with that crowd, a very open-minded uh, uh, folks. Uh, you know, we did uh, everything from the OJ trial to the Clinton impeachment. It was mm. uh, the number one rated show on, uh, on that network at the time. And then the planes hit the towers, hit the Twin Towers. Uh, and, you know, as a native New Yorker uh, with uh, young children living in Manhattan, uh, it was outrageous, the attack on the, on the towers. 9-11 was something that uh, affected our family very gravely. Uh, six dads from my kids' grade school, uh, Simone and uh, Isabella, you know mm-hmm. them very well, my yep. daughters. Oh, yeah. uh, six dads in their school uh, uh, perished uh, that, uh, that awful morning. So... I told CNBC I wanted to leave the show temporarily and go as a war correspondent uh, to track down the people that committed that atrocity against uh, New York and America, the free world and so forth. Uh, They would not let me go because I had the number one rated show, so I quit. Uh, By that time, Roger Ailes, who had started me at uh, CNBC, had moved on and created Fox News. He said he would give me the job as war correspondent uh, for half the salary I was getting, but I, I didn't care. I had plenty of money by then after the talk show days. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I said, uh, send me in. And uh, I went. Uh, I was uh, in Khyber Pass by November of 2001 and uh, basically stayed as a war correspondent until uh, Osama bin Laden was killed. And I was blessed to be on the air and break the news to the world that our special forces had uh, killed the man who had engineered the uh, the atrocity against us. Uh, I should have left Fox then. And in 2011, uh, but I didn't have the nerve. Uh, you know, you get uh, uh, you get used to a situation, you get comfortable. So mm-hmm. I stuck around, and then uh, you know, with not much to do, I said, "How about if I do this show, Celebrity Apprentice?" Uh, Donald Trump, who I've known for decades, is asking me to be on this uh, Celebrity Apprentice show. Would I would I do it? this 2015? Uh, so. Uh, uh, they allowed me to do it. Uh, you know, I, I did well on the show. I was with uh, uh, Trump for every day for six weeks. And uh, just a couple of months later, he declared for the presidency. And it just uh, one thing led to another. And I just never left. And then I was hanging around. And there, uh, my old uh, hangout buddy was president of the United States, uh, uh, you know, shockingly. And I uh, just rode that, uh, rode that train until, uh, you know, the my politics and their politics uh, uh, started, uh, you know, fingernails on uh, blackboard. Mm. It's a tough, tough situation. Uh, and finally, it, it led to a blow up uh, with me and some of the other uh, on air people, uh, principally Greg Gutfeld. And uh, you know, they they picked him. He was the he was the big hit by then. And uh, you know, I was just uh, still hanging on. And 
you know, they fired me from the five, and I said, uh, screw it, I'm not going to stay. I'm not going to stay and do, uh, you know, learned documentaries on Fox Nation that nobody watches. So then I quit them. Yep. And so basically I've been uh, one of the most famous unemployed people in America for four months. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm glad I asked that question. I'm glad you answered it in detail. Let me let me probe that now in two or three ways. Number one, um, how how would you describe um, being inside that bubble as you saw their politics devolving? I mean, it, I mean, devolving is the only word I can think of. It just got. I don't need to explain it. You were there. The audience knows. It just got worse and worse. More rabid. More rabid. And and to your point, you didn't leave. But how did you process being inside that bubble like that? Well, that's a that's, that's an excellent question and a fair question. I should have, uh, you know, uh, I should have, would have, could I? I uh, when uh, Trump made fun of the Mexican immigrants right in his inaugural speech, yeah. when he came down the escalator. I should have said, "Hey, wait a second, that's not the guy I know," uh, uh, you know, and, and made the stink and maybe broke it, uh, broke it right there. Uh, but I didn't. Uh, and then I gave me an interview, gave me another interview, gave me uh, total access. Uh, you know, it's very seductive. I, mm-hmm. I blame, uh, I blame my own. Uh, ideological laziness or whatever it is but he just uh he took me along for that ride and then uh, it wasn't really uh Tavis. he used to call here at the house uh you know every week or two mm-hmm. uh, erica was shocked because erica's a liberal democrat my wife as you know mm-hmm. uh and uh you know trump would be calling the house and uh, excuse me i gotta interrupt this conversation i gotta talk to the president uh you know so that was it was it wasn't until friday the 13th of november 10 days after the election where I had a conversation. He called me here at home. I had a conversation with him, and I, I, I was under the impression in that conversation that if the count uh, held up as it was holding up, that he lost the election, that he would go off into the sunset and maybe run again, uh, you know, this, uh, this 2024 cycle. Uh, but instead, uh, he went crazy. Uh, he, uh, he asked me that during that conversation where I could check out Dominion voting systems and all these other conspiracy theories he had uh, that black and brown people got extra ballots for the mail-in and all this stuff. So I spent a couple of days checking. I came up with nothing. There was uh, the election was, uh, as they say, one of the fairest and most monitored in history. He had lost, but he wouldn't. He got crazier and crazier through November, December. He screwed up Georgia. Uh, he uh, he lit the fuse that uh, ignited on January 6th with the riots at the Capitol, and, uh, you know, uh, I called for his impeachment uh, January 7th. Yeah. And now, t- to your point about calling for his impeachment then, now you're on the record saying that he will be cruel. Uh, you gave that quote uh, a couple of days ago. It's been picked up everywhere, and I've been anxious to ask you about it. If, in fact, he is reelected, uh, and you saw that poll the other day, the New York Times-Siena poll, that he's leading Joe Biden in these battleground states, five or six of them. Of course, it's a year out. You know this stuff better than I do. Anything could change in the next year if he gets convicted. Of course, those numbers are going to shift, I think, more in Biden's favor. But to your point, you said days ago that if he is reelected, he will be cruel. That's a that's a damning indictment, Haroldo. What, what, what do you mean by cruel in this instance? Well, I'll give you one example. Uh, immigration. Uh, Biden, uh, President Biden, has been kind. He has uh, refused to build any more of the border wall. He has welded open the doors in the border fence. Uh, he has uh, basically conveyed the message to Latin America, especially, that if they make it here, the odds are they can hang around here uh, at least for several years and maybe get their their papers or babies will be born here and become citizens and so forth. Biden has been kind. Kindness has led to this cascade of uh, of illegal immigration. Uh, 
Biden's compassion. Compassion is not good policy. So what does Trump do? Trump has announced that he's going the other direction. He, he's got Stephen Miller, Dr. Evil. Uh, they are going to round up uh, uh, undocumented uh, immigrants in a way that they did during the 1950s in California when you had the Eisenhower Operation Wetback. Uh, they, they, then the uh, Eisenhower, Republican president, uh, deported 1.3 million mostly Mexican-Americans or Mexicans, uh, you know, over the Rio Grande. Uh, Trump is promising to, to trump that uh, by, by multiples. He's going after everyone. You're going to have camps. You're going to have, uh, uh, you know, raids. You're going to have ICE being empowered with the National Guard and that local cops. Uh, it's going to be everybody that's in this country without proper documentation is going to live in terror. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be cruel. Cruelty will be a better policy than kindness in terms of semi-immigration. But what kind of nation will we have with that scar on our soul that, uh, you know, uh, cruelty now becomes national policy? And I think he's totally capable of being cruel. I think that he will uh, ban Muslims. Uh, He will uh, uh, not have birthright citizenship. In other words, if you're born here, he doesn't care about the 14th Amendment. You will not be a citizen if you're born here. Uh, so he'll 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 take care of that. He'll uh, he'll uh, abolish the dreamers, uh, the the people, the youngsters mm-hmm. brought here uh, at an early age by their parents. Uh, now uh, under Obama, under President Obama, they're they're immune from deportation. Trump's going to end that. He's going to make them. He's going to deport the dreamers. He's going to upset the Latino community, particularly in a way that. Uh, and not just the Latinos, because there's so many people here from so many different nations that come with sketchy uh, papers and so forth. He's even said, uh, Tavis, that he's going to take those uh, the refugees that we extricated from Afghanistan. When we, we lost Afghanistan, we took all the Afghans that worked with us and the United States military to this country. He's going to review all of their cases and maybe throw them back to mm-hmm. Afghanistan. He's going to do everything he can uh, in a very unsavory way. Uh, to uh, make cruelty U.S. policy. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. Um, I've got six minutes left. So let me do, let's do this in one minute, and I want to spend the last five minutes on Israel and Hamas for all the obvious reasons. Okay. Um, let me just ask you sure. right quick, and this is not a fair question to ask in 60 seconds, but just you'll come back on. We'll talk about this more in, 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 in detail. But given how long you've known Donald Trump, and everybody's tried to psych, uh, I mean, psychoanalyze this guy, the way you talk about him now is not the guy you knew 20, 30, 40 years ago. What, in short, do you think happened to him? Well, I'm not sure that I knew him 30, 40 oh, years ago. I mean, hanging okay. out, hanging out, and going to fights. Uh, you know, having a drink, although I drank and he did not drink. Uh, but just hanging out, uh, you know, looking at pictures of pretty girls. Uh, you know, I, I'm not. It, it was a kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, it, we, you and I have a, a deep friendship that has many levels, and we care about each other in in, in ways that. Uh, you know, that, that, that speak of brotherhood and friendship. Mm-hmm. Trump and I hung out as like the two, uh, two of the bright, uh, social lights, uh, in New York. You know, we're here or there. Mm-hmm. You get in page six in the New York Post. You do this, you do that. Uh, I remember one time he invited me over to show me, uh, a, a, a printout of the photos from the, the coming edition of Sports Illustrated. Uh, he opened the book and he showed me this is next month and this is the month after or this and that. 
And, uh, you know, all I have to do is tell them uh, who I like, and they'll set me up on a date. You know, it's just that kind of, you know, <laughs> 1950s boy stuff. Yeah, you know, I get it. Um, yeah, I asked that question because, again, to your point, we've known each other for 30-plus years now, and I can't imagine you just wigging out like that on me. I'm like, you know, that's not the Geraldo I know, but 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 I'd, I'd feel dumb. Like, I like I totally misread you. Like, I thought I knew you. And, I mean, so, anyway, I, we'll talk about that later. I understand. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah it's, okay. it's weird to me. All right, in the four and a half minutes I have left, um, uh, you are, in fact, part Jewish, for those who don't know your backstory. Uh, right. And I, I know you have a particular take on this, but here's the news of the day. And this thing changes every five minutes, as you know. But there is new data out today, a new Reuters poll that just broke today that a majority of Americans now back a ceasefire in this Israel-Hamas war. I want to give you as much time as I can. This thing is turning not just against BB, but against Biden. Um, your read. I think that uh, BB and uh, Trump are very similar characters. They're hard right, selfish, narcissistic. Uh, Bibi Netanyahu is the worst prime minister. Thomas Friedman said it in the New York Times, and I agree, even though I know Bibi, and I know I go back as far with Bibi as I did with Trump, the early 1970s. Mm -hmm. uh, but when, uh, you know, first of all, Israel was blindsided. They're going to have to reassess their whole security apparatus to find out why they missed the worst uh, act of violence uh, uh, being planned, uh, you know, against Jews since the Holocaust, how that happened. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is impossible. I'm, and I'm all for, I think that the, when you consider that they massacred, uh, 1200, uh, Israelis, uh, and took, uh, over 200, uh, hostage, and they found them raped and uh, arms off and children, uh, tortured in front of their parents and this and that. I mean, there's rage there. And, uh, you know, if it was our family, we'd want, uh, we want revenge. Uh, so I believe, I, I think revenge is, uh, you know, is a, a perfectly uh, natural reaction to uh, uh, to that, that obscene uh, uh, violence that was perpetrated against the Jewish people. But it is impossible to watch the videos, uh, the live shots uh, from Al Jazeera and elsewhere of these civilians, including babies, Palestinian babies being killed in Gaza. A Palestinian baby is worth the same as a Jewish baby to me. So mm -hmm. I am I am agonizing over it. I understand the military uh, imperative, uh, but there must be, there must be, there are in the word, and I am, I am with Biden 100% on this. There are far too many Palestinian civilians being killed. Uh, they, and they, and they, they, they cannot pursue Hamas uh, in a way that imperils and take so many civilian lives. Because even though people make it, and I think uh, there is appropriate parallels, war is hell. Mm -hmm. uh, remember Dresden in Germany, the firebombing, Hiroshima, mm -hmm. uh, Nagasaki, uh, you know, all the other uh, uh, where United States military has gone against, uh, you know, uh, someone with means that can be described as savage in retrospect. But it's war is war. War is hell. Yeah. Uh, but I, it's just too uh, much. It is. It's making me sick. I can't I can't handle it. They've got to have more humanitarian pauses. Yeah. They have to have uh, uh, at least tactical ceasefires. They've got to give the, you know, uh, Hamas uh, should give up to those hostages and uh, uh, let, uh, you know, their, the Hamas people in Israeli jails be released to some third country. Uh, get this negotiation going. I got 30 seconds to go. How, how much longer, though? Um, you said you're with Biden, but how much longer can he and his administration blink and go without even uttering the word ceasefire or de-escalation? Days. Yeah. Days, not weeks. Yeah. Not weeks.
I hope you're from your mouth to God's ears. That that's I, yeah. I, I hope I hope you're right yeah. about that. I, I'm not I'm not holding my breath on it. But I hope you're right about that, Geraldo. Um, Geraldo Rivera, uh, veteran newsman, uh, seasoned talker, uh, longtime personal friend. Uh, I acknowledge that. I admit that, and I ain't mad about it. Uh, Geraldo, good to have you on. Uh, give Erica my All best. Right, I'll talk to you soon, man. All right, All right sir. thanks for your time.